0: Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I'm your host, Joel, and joining me this week is Matt. How are you going, Joel? Oh, I'm doing all right. You know, it's it's been a crazy little bit for me. I'm planning for my New York Comic Con trip coming up in early October, so I've been running all over the goddamn place, getting my passport in order, trying to get some money together. Thank you, everyone who's uh, been stro- stopping by my late night video game streams where, I, where I'm soliciting donations for my New York trip. So thank you, everyone who's dropped some change in my jar. I will be sure to dance for said change. I appreciate that. <laughs> Y'all doing real good, and uh, speaking of money, I was telling Matt before we started, it's the first of the month, or first show of the month. I should say. It's not technically the first of the month. That was a couple of days ago now. And uh, we collected the Patreon money for this month. Again, thank you so much for being a patron of the show. Really helps me and Matt out bring this to you every week uh, nonstop. And because of it, uh, you know we want to continue to bring you exclusive content. You get to hear this show first before anyone else as soon as it's done. And you also got to hear last week's uh, Assault on Arkham commentary first before anybody else.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: It was fun doing. You know, I was looking at the numbers of the commentary versus the numbers of the podcast. So far, the podcast gets more views and listens than uh, than the show does. Or, I, I mean, commentaries get less than the show does. But over on Podbean, where you can find all the shows archived and where you can download them, the commentaries get more downloads than the show does. <laughs> I guess because people want to carry that around with them and, you know, sync it up to their own version of the movie and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. A bunch
0: of, bunch of people told me, too, where it's like, Joel, I can still kind of sort of hear the movie in the background. And I'm like, well, maybe I wanted it that way. Maybe I wanted you to be able to, to stick along <laughs> with the movie. Did you think about that, huh? Maybe Joel didn't screw <laughs> up. Did you think about that? <laughs> maybe that's the case. He's just maybe so uh yeah that's that's me shooting off at the mouth how's uh how's your week been matt how you doing
1: been pretty good well of course this last week we had like a a comic drought no so bad, yes. i was able to catch up on a couple of the comics and they're still coming so. out i was able to even do some special collaborative videos with tom oh, yes. uh, g and everything we did a bunch of them so nice. they're coming out soon
0: that's good yeah i uh i used this opportunity To uh, catch up on Required Reading, which is a show I was really passionate about and sadly had to keep putting on the back burner and putting on the back burner. Basically, for those of you who don't know, Required Reading is a show where I tell you the stories you need to read to truly understand a character. And I was researching and getting everything together for that today. Man, this show is a hard undertaking because I got to find, like, you know, short lived runs from like 87, I got to try and hunt down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, like, very obscure Greg Pak runs from 2006. I was I, be, I basically spent the be- better part of my day trying to finish Stranger Things, which I'm still not done, and looking for comics to make this video. It's on days like today, <laughs> I really freaking wish Cape Joel had a caped intern that I could send to do this shit. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice, Matt, if we had interns?
1: Uh, it would be, but I don't know.
0: Look, we can't pay you, but we promise you'll get lots of experience. look i can't promise i'll give you financial stability but i can give you exposure you know exposure that thing people die from if they have too much of it
1: (laughs) and that thing people get sent to jail for Uh, yeah really
0: for exposing themselves we can promise you all those things but don't expect a sandwich (laughs) or anything we're not made of sandwiches That's that's the sort of rinky-dink operation the comic multiverse is. We couldn't even offer you a sandwich. But you're eating a big sandwich right now, Julia, Yeah, but this is my sandwich. <laughs> oh, man, I had a great sandwich today. I had some leftover fried chicken from the nice befo- uh, night before, some brand-new potato rolls, uh, some fresh mayo. Oh, put it all together with salt and pepper. It was great. Nice. That's my sandwich that you can't have any of. <laughs> That's the CEO sandwich when you're a CEO of an internet corporation, question mark. <laughs> that's what it's all about. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's what I had going on this week. Uh, sorry, everyone who wanted to see me at Fan Expo. I know that was going on this week, and I know I never said definitively if I was going or not. In the end, I just decided I had to save up for New York, was what it ultimately yeah, that, came down to. Yeah, that's it smart. It was, and like, you know, I had a place I was going to stay free in the city and like I know the Canadian one I should make it out to because it's you know it's my con you know I should try and get in well with the people who are around there and it was Stan Lee's last and Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy were there and I really wanted them to sign my poster I assure you it was hard for me not wanting to or not being able to go I will definitely try and make it out next year and in fact if there's any Canadian cons in Ontario that any of you would like me to go to any cons that I don't know about Please write me and tell me because I would definitely try and make it out to something like FrostCon, and I know even in Oshawa, which is a town just a couple towns over from me, they have like a small one at like the local armory.
1: Cool, cool. I got a con coming up, I think, in two weeks. Nice, nice. That I, I might up. be going to. Oh, it's called Oz Comic Con. It's it's kind of new. It's only been going for the last couple of years, and sort of like a competitor to the other one mm. that airs here and um. I'm looking forward to it. There's some pretty cool guests going, and uh, Nicholas Scott's going, so I'm going to take oh, all nice. my all my Earth 2 and Wonder Woman books for it to sign.
0: Of which you have plenty, I'm sure. Yep. Now, here, here's a question, because I know, obviously, Matt and I were con-goers. You can always tell what kind of con you're getting into if it's in an actual convention center or if it's in, like, a church or an armory. <laughs> this one's in the biggest convention center in my city. So. Nice. Okay, so you know what you're getting into, then. Yeah not that I have anything against church basement, armory, uh, what is it, local community center cons. In fact, I want to get out to more of those Yeah, they're, usually they're pretty good. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're smaller, you know, they're more personable. They haven't been you know uh, taken over by the corporate entities. Like I like Fan Expo, but even in just the three years that I've been going as press to Fan Expo, I can see it's grown incredibly, uh, what is it, like commercial? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, everything's going to end up looking like San Diego Comic-Con in a couple years. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess in one way, when you stop and think about it, that's a good thing, because that just means, you know, nerd, geek culture, comic culture has evolved to the point that it's not fringe anymore. It just is the culture now. Yep. I mean when one of the biggest shows on TV is Game of Thrones and everybody watches it, even people who aren't really into fantasy, I think that should tell us how far we've come in just a short amount of time.
1: It's true, it's gone mainstream. Yeah, mainstream, and which is good because it means you and
0: guys like you and I will continue to have work until at least twenty twenty.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, at
0: least. <laughs> As I have said, the superhero movies are slated to twenty twenty. After that, who the fuck knows? <laughs> After that, Matt and I really might be dancing on the street for nickels, being like, hey, come see somewhat notable YouTubers. (laughs) Uh, And I guess with that, we can hop on over into the news, of which there is a fair amount, because there was technically news last week when Matt and I chose to do a commentary. We just felt there wasn't enough to build an episode around. This week, we definitely had enough to build an episode around. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. Yep, the first and biggest thing which hit today, which I love because, you know, Matt and I do this show on Monday and rarely does news ever hit at a time like this. We got to see what Robbie Reyes is going to look like for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4. Yeah, look, looks like the comic. He looks exactly like his comic counterpart. In fact, the only thing he's missing is like the anime boy band hair, but Robbie cuts that really early on in the comic, so there you go.
1: Yep, he looks really cool. He looks great.
0: I hope Robbie does really well off the back of being in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, and I hope his book can frickin' continue now.
1: Yeah well, yeah, well, it's coming back, isn't it? It is. November, it's
0: coming back quite soon, actually.
1: Yeah, so it might be pretty popular.
0: Yeah, so everyone go read that. That was like one of my big Dark Horse picks. That was like one of my big cancelled Way Too Soon comics. Did you, did you read it, Matt, when it was a thing? I didn't know. There's very few issues to catch up on now. I think there's like six, maybe seven, if you wanted to go back and catch up on the whole thing.
1: Oh, nice. And that's called Ghost Racers, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. And Ghost Racers was like a pseudo-continuation because it was Felipe Smith who was writing it. Yeah. Felipe Smith is a fan of the show, actually, because we've mentioned it before and he's actually retweeted it. Oh, that's cool. In fact, one of our frequent followers, fans of the show, Devin Baca... I think is how you pronounce his last name. Whenever he does the whole FF Follow Friday thing, he always puts us right next to Felipe Smith.
1: <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Yeah, so there you
0: go. So we, we kind of know him. We kind of have a few degrees of Kevin Bacon. Actually, hey, you know, we've never done a guest on the Comic Multiverse before, have we, Matt? No, we should. We should, actually. I wonder uh, if when the book comes out, because I think he follows me on Twitter still. I know he did when I was reviewing the comic and giving it good scores and saying that, you know, it's a real cult thing. Let's try and get Felipe Smith in here. I I think he'd be willing to.
1: Yeah, I, I think he seems pretty cool, and he, he's always on Twitter and yeah. interacting with his fans and everything.
0: Yeah, he definitely he's definitely the biggest booster of Robbie Reyes' The Ghost Rider book, as he should. He created it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not a booster of it, and like he, I think he drew it too. Like that's the thing. Like he was the writer and artist and like uh, creator all at the same time. That's cool. So that's his baby, so good for him. Yeah, you know, let's, let's mark that down. Me and Matt, we're going to try and reach out to Felipe Smith and see if he wants to come on the show for a little bit and talk about it. Even, even if we do it as like a little segment and then we just kind of plop it into our main show.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a little interview segment.
0: Exactly, because I've noticed back when I used to interview, you know, like voice actors and comic writers, which was a hell of a lot of fun, they never did good numbers for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah, it's really strange. Very. It's like is that just like something unique to comics and cartoons where it's like look, we don't care who does the stuff behind them. We just like the things we like. And I know that's not everybody, but I wonder if just by and large the majority of people don't care how the sausage gets made.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe maybe a lot of people are thrown off by the fact that like they might not know like who created the comic or that's something.
0: True. So like
1: who who's this guy they're talking about mm. like Who's this guy? Why is he on the show?
0: That's true because, like, certain characters like Batman, Superman, they've been around for 75 years. When you talk to a Batman writer, you're not talking to the Batman writer, you're talking mm-hmm. to the person who's doing it currently.
1: Yeah, or who did, you know, a run 10 years ago or something.
0: Exactly. That's the thing where it's like, you know, I really loved what you were doing a decade ago. You know, that's, yeah, wow, that's something very unique to comics. I never thought of that. Yeah. Shit, I mean, especially if you're a guy who writes like Batman or Daredevil knowing full well that there were legendary runs that came before you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You might be afraid that your run is one of the forgettable ones. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of comic runs, and we were, it was announced what the next big DC event is going to be, which I got to say, so far they've been pretty sparing with their events, which is good. We've got Night of the Monster Man, which is coming up. But after that, the next big event is going to be Justice
1: League versus Suicide Squad. It seems pretty, you know, you could tell it was coming.
0: Jeez, D- it's almost like they have two movies they're trying to cross-promote <laughs> or something. Isn't that yeah, weird? Yeah, it it's strange.
1: So strange. It's strange, but it's
0: even stranger that it took this long for an event like this to happen. Yeah, it's really kind of amazing because I like these characters have been around for a long time. These teams have been around for a long time. Why are they only now fighting? And I know that like, they've crossed paths in other stuff, but to have like a full-on versus thing, it's kind of hilarious.
1: Well, that's like I originally thought they were going to do something like that around the time that um that whole DCU stuff happened mm-hmm. with Superman, where he lost his powers and everything, because the Suicide Squad Attacked for him and Wonder, him, yeah. Wonder Woman, and I thought like they were, they were going to call in the Justice League or something, right?
0: The story, or at least the marching orders off the back of this, is that, you know, Batman, after his last run-in with Amanda Waller, which you'll all remember from the current Batman book, he's decided that he doesn't like the squad operating anymore, and he thinks, you know, that they're a detriment and an evil, especially when the Justice League is right there. And and all I could think, as a guy who has read Suicide Squad for many years and read Justice League for many years, is like, really, Batman? It took you this long to realize (laughs) the Suicide Squad is bad?
1: You know, it was a quiet day in Gotham, and, you know, nothing was happening. Joker was in Arkham, all these villains were in Arkham, and he's like, you know what? Fuck Amanda Waller. Fuck her. <laughs> Fuck her hard, I'm going after her. Yeah,
0: fuck her and fuck her clowns, and fuck everyone else who works for her. It's like Batman has a to-do list, you know, do laundry, beat up Joker, spend time with Robbins, mow lawn, and then finally at the end of it, deal with Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad. Oh, I finally got to this one. <laughs> man, Man, you ever find lists from like 10 years ago of stuff you said you were going to do and the same shit's on it? <laughs> finally getting to that one weird enough they say like the focus character of this one and the one who's going to kick stuff off is actually killer frost of all people
1: yeah it's really weird has she she been in the comics since rebirth
0: the last time i saw killer frost and i had to think really hard on this one was forever evil the argus miniseries where they teamed her up with uh steve trevor and they Jesus. sought to imply that she might become a hero soon, which was fitting because they were also playing around with the Catelyn Snow on TV at the time, so it made sense to try and turn her into a hero. After that, we haven't seen any of Killer
1: Frost. But for everyone, it was weird. That that's two like, like ice-based heroes that became a hero, because Captain Cold became mm-hmm. one as well, didn't he?
0: He did. <laughs> and, he got, and he had powers as well for some reason. Sure did. And then she got forgotten with the rest of Argus, even though Argus is technically not gone. They're in Wonder Woman. They're just very different now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Killer Frost, of course, was a member of the Suicide Squad in multiple incarnations. She was in the movie we talked about, so I guess she'll be joining the team now.
1: Hmm, and interesting. Be, and
0: be kicking something off with the league. Now, I don't know about you, Matt, but just looking at this from an outsider perspective, in terms of raw power, the Justice League kinda trumps the suicide squad.
1: Yeah, I've no the same thing also in the movie, like why would you make a squad full of like crazy people where only literally one of them has powers mm-hmm. go against a a, a super group where ninety percent of them all have powers, like there's only one person on that team who doesn't have powers,
0: <laughs> and El Diablo isn't even around anymore. they got rid of him in the yeah. sealy run yeah <laughs> it's it's where they got rid of him in the Sealy run, but he also has a mini series going on right now, and he actually was in a comic that came out this week we're going to talk about, so he's gone, but he's not really gone. <laughs> He's in a weird continuity limbo. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this. I'm a big fan of the Suicide Squad. The weirdest part of all, though, about this Justice League Suicide Squad crossover event is that neither a Justice League writer nor a Suicide Squad writer is writing it.
1: Yeah, who's writing
0: it? The Flash guy. Oh, wow, Really? Yeah, I know, right? Like, the guy who wrote the last Flash run. Not the current run, Joshua Williams, but the guy before him. That's really strange that feels like they just had it sitting at the office and they're like okay who wants to take this okay you you're not doing anything uh take uh, take this event
1: yeah yeah everyone else is sorry man i'm on like 12 books i can't do it
0: honestly yeah with dc the way it is right now i wouldn't be shocked and we'll be talking about that a little bit later too but i wouldn't be surprised if they just had a bunch of writers like a bunch of freelancers in the hat and they're like okay who's not working currently uh you yeah you take it <laughs>
1: Also, I, I said this on Twitter as well, but like the cover for it really bothered me. Oh, because it was it had... just Batman and just Harley Quinn. <laughs> it, not that, but because Harley Quinn is wielding Green Lantern's ring. Yep. Well, in... it's just—I I know it's a cover and everything, but uh-huh. it just—it just bugs she, me the hell out. She's up.
0: plenty willful, though. I'll give her that much.
1: <laughs> she's
0: got will coming out the yin yang. I mean, you got to be willful to wear that outfit. Now, I'm guessing you never read Harley's little black book, did you, Matt? No. There was a story in there that made a bunch of Green Lantern fans heads hurt where a Harley gets a black and red ring simultaneously and it's like okay this has to be out of continuity
1: right <laughs> Yeah, well, it has to be. The the black lanterns don't exist anymore. Yeah,
0: and if you have a red ring, you can't take it off without it killing you, right? Yep. But, so, she has had lantern rings before, they just weren't in continuity when she had them.
1: <laughs> I think she, yeah, she also got one in Sinestro. She got a yellow lantern ring in Sinestro. Oh, shit, so she's actually had,
0: in canon, she's had at least one lantern <laughs> ring. That's hilarious. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's that's that one. That's pretty interesting. I'll defi- definitely look to our channels for reviews of that. I can only imagine Matt and I both want to cover mm-hmm. that when it comes out. Yep. Uh, next up, we have some TV news here, and that is ABC is apparently developing a new Warrior series, but more than just a new Warrior series, it's a new Warrior series featuring Squirrel Girl. That's so weird. That's weird for a couple reasons. One, I think it's amazing and kind of awesome that TV is like, no, we want Squirrel Girl. That's where the money is. We've seen the potential in Squirrel Girl. Let's roll the dice on that. But also, we don't trust Squirrel Girl enough on her own. So it's got to be a team series. Okay, well, what team are they never going to make a movie out of? Oh, the New Warriors. Okay, so we'll make it a New Warriors series featuring Squirrel Girl, even though Squirrel Girl has never been a member of the New Warriors, to my knowledge. (laughs) I mean they sure as fuck weren't going to make a great lakes avengers show that's for
1: sure. I'm not familiar with the new warriors at all so. They they suck that's all you need to know. They are Yeah, that's probably why I haven't really read them or anything. They are
0: one of the most disposable most throwawayable teams one of the greatest things they were ever involved in were being the jerks that kicked off the original Civil War. <laughs> that's
1: right. Yeah, that's where. That's like the only thing I've read them at.
0: <laughs> and I mean, when your team had freaking Speedball and Night Thrasher on it, I think that goes to show how much you suck. That's true. But, but they keep trying to bring them back every so often. They tried to rebrand the team with, like, Kane the Scarlet Spy, Cer- Spider and, like, uh, Sam the New Nova and everything, and that book failed. They've tried to bring the new Warriors back several times, and it never takes. <laughs> in fact you know i'm i'm amazed that that new champions book that has all those new young teams uh young team members on it i'm amazed they didn't try and call that the new warriors but i'm sure they're like no any book that gets called the new warriors gets canceled let's call it something different (laughs) (laughs) let's let's look through the rolodex and find a name but yeah what do you think of this matt squirrel girl for tv
1: it it's it's strange it could be a lot of fun a lot of fun because her her book i've read a couple of pages of it and like she was she crossed over in the all new wolverine book Mm -hmm. and seemed like like a little bit of fun it It, will be a comedy it'll be a comedy oh god it it has to be a comedy
0: and maybe that's for the best because on abc make it a comedy make it like a superhero show with a bunch of like young high school age heroes don't spend a lot on it and maybe, like, focus on their lives in between fighting crime. That would be funny, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I hope they also do the thing where everyone sort of underestimates Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. And they don't think of her as, as a threat like how f- she beats Thanos.
0: Yeah, she's the unbeatable <laughs> Squirrel Girl for a reason because she's never been defeated. She's defeated some truly huge bad guy. She defeated Galactus by telling him to sate his hunger. Just eat nuts, man. It's pure protein. no one got to eat planets anymore man just have some nuts it's all you need they're salted you can get some trail mix it's great (laughs) and i mean too uh, how great would it be to see a show where a girl just summons up an army of squirrels to attack her enemies it would be pretty cool there's a great bit in the first like issue of the new squirrel girl series and it's a shame they'll probably never get to use them but maybe they will if he's not earmarked for a movie but squirrel girl gets into a fight with craven the hunter Oh, nice. And it's just genius where it's like, ooh, I have an animal fetish. No, I have an animal fetish. Well, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. <laughs> and, like, he just shows up at her college, too, is the thing. He just shows up and he's just running around being Craven the Hunter. And I'm like, that's the Craven the Hunter I like, who's just a we, who's, like, an aggressive weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, I am Russian. I fight animals. I am cool. But, yeah, definitely, definitely put me down to be excited for this one. I think they could actually have a real sleeper hit in Squirrel Girl and the New Warriors. Yeah, definitely. You, you could even make a joke about her being like, yeah, I used to be on another team before I joined the New Wars. I don't, I don't like to talk about that other team, though. <laughs> <laughs> a- apparently in that Great Lake Avengers book, that's like a joke they're running with, that the Great Lakes Avengers keep trying to find Squirrel Girl and be like, no, come back and be a member. And she's like, no, fuck off. I'm an actual Avenger now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to join your rinky-dink bargain basement team. <laughs> I'm moving on up in the world. i got to be mad for my success. Uh, and from one superheroine to another superheroine, some pictures were making the rounds on the internet there. Apparently Stargirl is slated for Legends of Tomorrow Season 2.
1: Cool, her second live-action appearance.
0: Yeah, man, freaking Stargirl gets around, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, and, and her costume looks exactly like the one that was
0: in Smallville. It does. You know, it's funny. Like, I, I suffered through Legends of Tomorrow season one of which i think there was maybe only one good episode in the entire thing mm-hmm. and i was ready to wash my hands and i'm like nope nope done but then they're like but if you come back for season two though we're gonna do like the legion of doom and justice society of america <laughs> and star girl and i'm like Ooh.
1: yeah it's tempting they, they could do it really well
0: Tell you what, how about you cut out Legends
1: completely and just do a Justice Society show? Yeah, just 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 turn it into Justice JSA.
0: And they're like, well, that's kind of what we want to do, actually. If people like Justice, <laughs> so- we're just going to spin them off completely into another thing.
1: <laughs> oh, they should do that and then just quietly get rid of Legends.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Just be like, and Rip Hunter and his team of idiots, minus Captain Cold, who was always cool, went back to their home planet and were never seen again. <laughs> But, I didn't th- but he wasn't an alien, though. He went back to his home planet, and he was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that's that. I mean, you know, I'll, I, I guess I'll give it a try. I don't know if I want to review it, though, because it was hard reviewing that and Flash, because I usually see them the day after anyway, because I never watch them when they air because of work. So mm-hmm. I would always be one behind on each.
1: Yeah, I, I probably won't review it. I'm going to review, like, Supergirl and maybe Flash. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'll, be, but I'll have to review them all anyway when that crossover episode happens anyways. So.
0: That's true. So, you know, even, even if you weren't, we were going to have to. Which means I have to watch Arrow. Yeah, I know, right? I know, that's, that's always what I suffer through. That being said, the Flash-Arrow crossover they had with Vandal Savage was the closest I've ever come to actually liking Arrow. I, I think I gave that <laughs> like a 7. I'm like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. <laughs> but but, I, but it, I didn't have to spend all that time with the Arrow cast if ever I got annoyed they would cross over and be like hey here's the Hawks and here's Barry though and I'm like oh good <laughs> and also too here's a villain that beats the crap out of all of them for like a long period of time and I'm like yeah yeah I like this I'm all about this <laughs> more of this please uh. and uh, speaking of CW Superhero Show apparently they're also adapting a Black Lightning series now
1: yeah, I'm not really sure what to think about this. On one hand, I'm like,
0: "Oh, good for Black Lightning," and on the other hand, I'm like,
1: mm, "You should have used
0: Static, though."
1: But how are they going to do that? Because Black Lightning in the Flash universe is a movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, right?
1: Like it, like it doesn't exist. Like it's not a real hero. So uh, they made the movie about his life. It, it was a documentary,
0: <laughs> is what it was or they'll just completely forget that being like look that was a joke until we actually started taking it seriously (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing i actually know very little about black lightning i know he shows up in stuff the most i think i really knew about black lightning is like when oliver queen had sex with his niece and it made their relationship (laughs) really awkward and then the niece died
1: yeah i don't know a lot about him either i only know that he like turned up to like fight a bunch of kryptonians when new krypton was Mm -hmm. around
0: and you know he's one of the first african-american superheroes which is pretty good too yeah jefferson pierce is his name cool is yeah he did some stuff there he was a gold medal winning olympic decathlete that's cool cool. uh i'm literally reading his wikipedia page right now oh he (laughs) oh he lived in the suicide slums of metropolis Ooh, how are they going to do that they probably won't even mention metropolis
1: no, well, if you know, Supergirl's in CW now, and Metropolis is in the show, so he, he
0: was a member. Could. Of, he was a member of the Outsiders too. So you know, we already have Katana existing in that universe. Maybe they put a little Metamorpho in Supergirl, and then there you go. You're basically on your way to having the Outsiders as a team.
1: Oh, I'd love Metamorpho.
0: He was also the Secretary of Education under President Lex Luthor. <laughs> Really? How did that, you know, pass my mind? Really, that was a thing that happened.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Holy yes it shit. was.
0: <laughs> Man, he, he had an interesting life. Uh, he was in the third society of, uh, you know, he was on the Justice League for a bit there when Bla- uh, Brad Meltzer was writing it. Yeah, he's uh-huh. he's had an interesting enough run. What was he doing in the New Fifty Two? Oh, he had a little mini series with
1: Blue Devil, and they fought Tobias Whale, and that was it. I do remember. I kind of remember that that it was called Black Lightning and Blue Devil or something. Or? Yeah,
0: yeah. Back when the New Fifty Two was doing like little one shots for characters who didn't get whole books. Yeah. Oh well, m- more power to him. You know, sometimes being a blank slate isn't a bad thing. If you're a blank slate, you can actually make that work in your favor because that means fewer people, fewer nerds like me and Matt are going to be looking over it with a fine tooth comb, looking for uh, things we don't like or don't add up to the continuity. Yep. We get to watch it basically just like a bunch of uh, regular people being like, sure, this this seems good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'll be sure to go back and read a bunch of Black Lightning comics so I can seem like a snob and be a Black Lightning hipster later on. <laughs> be like, nah, man, man, totally doesn't match up to the Meltzer years, man. This is where it was at. <laughs> when's, when's he going to be Secretary of Education? That was the best stuff. <laughs> That's what I need to do. I just need to read a lot of Black Lightning so I can have strong opinions about Black Lightning. (laughs) Uh, But you know what I do have strong opinions about, Matt, and I'm sure you have strong opinions about it, too? What? The possibility of Deathstroke the Terminator being the villain for the next Batman movie. Can we get someone who hasn't been used yet? I know, right? It's like, come on. Deathstroke, he's had a good run on TV. He's had a good run in all of the animated things. What really gets me is I'm like, are we really at this point with Batman movies now where we're not even using Batman villains anymore? I know. Like, don't get me wrong. The suit looks good. The suit looks really good. It looks like you tore uh, tore it right out of Arkham Origins, whichever one he was in. Although they do that thing where he can't have the one white eye, so we actually see the dude's eye poking out from it. Where I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look great. No. <laughs> don't don't show his eye thing. But you know, I'm sure that's every costume designer being like, no, you need an eye. He needs to emote. <laughs> like I don't know how I feel about Deathstroke being in a being the villain of the first new solo Batman series in a while. It's like you didn't have a new take on the penguin or the riddler or you didn't want to go crazy and use man Bat or anything really
1: yeah well it's not just that it's that apparently that was taken on the justice league set so he's going to be in justice league and like he's not got no reason to be in justice league it's about fighting parademons and like what's he gonna do deathstroke was hired by steppenwolf the
0: alien to go fight the justice league <laughs> Also, Deathstroke, real strong dude, powerful dude. I don't think he can fight the entire Justice League. And before people say Identity Crisis, that was one of the weakest parts of that book when Deathstroke defeats the entirety of the Justice League.
1: Yeah, and especially like after they establish in the movie universe like just how powerful you know, Superman and mm-hmm. Wonder Woman and, and I imagine Flash and everything will be. So, you know. Also, why hasn't Batman killed him?
0: That's a good question. It's, n- n- the important questions, of course, are who's going to play Deathstroke in the movie, because they haven't announced yet. Personally, I'd like to see Stephen Lang. But the other important question is, how is Batman going to murder him by the end of the movie? <laughs> is he going to shoot him, or is Superman going to bust out of the grave and break his neck?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is Superman going to throw him into the sun, or... Or, uh, you know, Batman gonna run him over with Batmobile, or, well, you know, or you drop know, him out of that flying fox quinjet thing they had to that have. That,
0: too. I mean, you know, there's lots of other members of the Justice League who haven't had a chance to murder yet. Maybe Batman will say to Barry, look, if you want to
1: join the Justice League, you gotta kill
0: Deathstroke right now.
1: Yeah, vibrate your hand through his head and pull it apart. Yeah,
0: dude, that'll be fucking sweet. Or be like, just, you know, punch his nut super hard at Sonic speeds. <laughs> Or, like, you know, maybe or maybe Cyborg, because, you know, he, he's a teen titan, not in this universe, of course, but in the comics, you know, Cyborg and Deathstroke have uh, had meetings before. Maybe Cyborg will take, like, his big Mega Man wrist gun and, like, shove it down Slay's throat and blow up his head with it.
1: Well, you know what? Just just to show like, how like edgy and like, like hardcore he is, they'll have Aquaman stab him with the with the trident and feed him to a shark.
0: Oh, yeah, I could see that happening, too. And then he drinks his blood, too, and goes, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that was in that bottle that he was drinking in the trailer. That, ah, that was Slade Wilson's blood. Nice, nice. I, I, I can see that happening. I
0: mean, there's really lots of ways the Justice League could murder him, fun and interesting ways that I'm sure will be explored.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be, like, loads of, like, justification for it as well. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely.
0: Or, you know, because this is DC films, we're dealing with them because they always passive-aggressively seem to get the point after a fact. Like, you know, okay, no more city destruction in this movie. Maybe there'll be no more murder here. Maybe Batman will just cripple
1: Deathstroke. Yeah, just, like, like break a couple of, like, his spinal columns or something. Well, he'll or... shoot
0: him in the spine, too, being like, I saw another guy do this once. <laughs> is what he'll do. Batman will shoot him in the spine. Or, you know, maybe he'll just gouge out his other eye, too. That, could, that that That's very likely. So then he'll be blind, and then they won't have to deal with him anymore.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very
0: likely. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for enjoying this big, long tirade about murder. But no, I mean, realistically, Deathstroke could be really cool. I just wish it was a Batman villain, though. And maybe, maybe, maybe he gets hired by someone else. Like, I'd like to see maybe a new movie version of the Penguin.
1: The the problem is the the last time they hired someone like that, we got KG Beast. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, who was just a dude. Well, clearly, Deathstroke's not just a dude. Clearly, he has a costume.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, he could just be a, like, like... The the heavy thug. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, he could just be the henchman. Oh, that would be depressing if he was just the henchman. It would be. You know what else is depressing? When this news hit, I saw so many people having arguments that I dare not get involved in. Where they're like, you know, Deathstroke, but isn't he a Green Arrow villain? No. Then they say, well, yeah, he's a Batman villain because he was in the Arkham games. No. no, again, he's a Teen Titans villain. He first appeared in a Teen Titans book. All of his best stories are Teen Titans stories. His son Jericho <laughs> is a member of the Teen
1: Titans. And of course, we got all those people that, that, that love the, the uh, Slade in, in Arrow suddenly not liking that one anymore and liking this new one. Funny how that happens. It is. It's, it, well, actually, you know, here's the thing. The timing on
0: this one actually works perfectly for Slade to be a villain in one of the movies because they've made him a villainous protagonist in the comics again after years of him just being an antihero. Mm-hmm. So it actually makes a hell of a lot of sense for this to happen, in which case, hey, if I get a good Deathstroke comic out of it, you can do whatever you want with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I really care about. But in my heart of hearts, it's like, damn... I guess if they're putting him in here, that means we'll never get a Teen Titans movie, will we? Nah. I mean, first, DC has to not be afraid of sidekicks. <laughs> it's like, come on, DC, you have the best sidekicks out of, like, anyone. And you don't want to use any of them. You'll, we'll have, like, five seconds of a Robin costume that, like, might have been an illusion, might have just been in Batman's head. We don't know.
1: <laughs> no, they'll, they'll kill him because it's fun.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Olsen, the closest thing Superman had to like a sidekick in his early days. We'll make him a CIA agent, then we'll shoot him for no reason.
1: Yeah, and have no interaction with Superman whatsoever. Oh, oh. (laughs) I just got really sad there.
0: Welcome to my life. (laughs) Speaking of sad, man, uh, you were you were getting quite depressed on Twitter there when we heard of yet another deleted scene from Batman v Superman.
1: Oh. Please don't bring that up. <laughs> so the I,
0: so the idea is, is that in the big scene where, you know, Martha gets kidnapped by Luther and Superman has to find her and you're wondering, well, why doesn't he just listen for her? Clearly he was able to find Lois no problem. Why can't he find his mother a few seconds later? Well, apparently in a cut scene he tried to, only it was drowned out by, you know, all the people all over the world who needed help. And they imply that this happens to Superman all the time, but he's just got to drown out all the people who need help. And not... Yeah, he, he
1: he drowns them out to focus on finding Lois or his mother. And, and then he goes off and fights Batman and tries to kill him.
0: And not help any of the people in need. Just just one second.
1: <laughs> that's, that's me clapping. Nice. <laughs> I remember that like they did a scene like that in Superman Returns, where he, he's literally above the earth listening to everything that's mm-hmm. happening. Hence how he was able to stop a robbery.
0: Hell, they did that in the Ben Affleck Daredevil. That's why he sleeps in a sensory deprivation tank.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But at least when
0: Daredevil can't go to help someone, you understand, because he's just one man and he can't be everywhere at one time. Superman is a demigod who by all right can be everywhere at once if he tries
1: hard enough. Yeah, but he can't try hard enough because it's, it's depressing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, that's always the thing in the comic, too. There's a great Jimmy Palmiotti story where he crosses over with Jonah Hex, and Jonah Hex basically asks, you know, what the hell do you do, Superman? And he says, well, you know, I like to think of myself as a firefighter. I try and put out as many fires as I can, but at the end of the day, I know that uh, that, that the real burden is on people to be better, and I hope if I can lead by example that people will want to do better. And, of course, Jonah Hex being Jonah Hex goes, that's fucking gay, spit. Because <laughs> he's a cowboy, and that's what cowboys and it's,
1: it, it's funny to say that, because like, I recently read a um an interview with the guy who's playing Superman on a TV show. Oh, nice. And he basically said that, that that's what his Superman is going to be. He's just a guy who's just trying to do the right thing, and in doing so, hopes other people will do the right thing. That's all we and want. And be, 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 be happy and smile at people and... That's all we Just want, Just be good man. to people.
0: That's all we want. Is that so hard? Just a Superman who wants to do good, a Superman who loves humanity.
1: It's it's pretty hard, apparently.
0: Apparently it is. Apparently it's like the hardest
1: thing. Uh, it's, not, it's not cool, man. He's gonna punch that building and use no. it as a use it as a lance and kill <laughs> Batman. And...
0: No man, if Su- if Superman were real, humanity would be a total burden to him and he'd think we're all super lame. <laughs> And I'd be like, okay, I mean, sure, but Superman's not realistic, though, so your whole thing falls apart right there.
1: And the last time Superman was, the humanity was a burden to him. We got Red Sun.
0: Exactly, that's the thing, you know. Once you do that, then you're not writing Superman anymore. You're writing some weird alternate world version of Superman. Yep. A Superman <laughs> who cares and doesn't give a fuck is the most terrifying thing ever. That's why you get like Kingdom Come. And, like, Injustice and, like, all those other stories where Superman went to the dark side because he just stopped giving a fuck about humanity.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're
0: all terrifying. Yeah, they all
1: end in terrible deaths.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what's not terrifying, though? You know what's actually heartwarming and hilarious? What? That's Thor Civil War comedy short that we got.
1: That was absolutely amazing. I bet
0: you would love it more than anyone because they're totally just running around in Australia.
1: They are, and like the, the 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 like little things, like the guy's name Daryl, and everything is just absolutely hilarious.
0: Or the fact that friggin' the Hulk shows up, that uh, he's just hanging out there with him. You know, man, I, I I just wake up in cutoffs all the time. I'm not I'm not <laughs> wearing them when I go to sleep, and I just wake up in cutoffs.
1: Yeah, pants go in, cutoffs come out.
0: <laughs> I like Thor is trying really hard to get involved in the Civil War, but no one is writing him back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. remember how i goaded you into killing those prisoners steve rogers it's
0: a it's a nice touch too you mentioned like oh is this the return of the of the shorts of like the dvd shorts that the marvel movies used to do are they just going to be uh youtube stuff now honestly i hope yes
1: yeah, I hope they do, like, a couple more. Like, they don't always all have to be funny and everything. This one just obviously is kind of funny because of the director who's mm. doing it and everything, and he really excels at that. But I could see them bringing things like this back.
0: I hope they do. This one was great. I love I love Thor's string theory wall there. It's like, okay, so <laughs> so Infinity Gems, purple guy in a throne, doesn't like to stand.
1: <laughs> and he's got, like, the... The little Mjolnir in the bed. Oh, that's and... amazing.
0: Mjolnir's taking a nap. <laughs> Man, I
1: wonder if this is
0: going to be closer to the Thor we're going to see in Ragnarok. Just this just you know, weirdo Thor. <laughs> he, he has a lot of personality. And I know people who don't like the Thor movies who say that they're like the weakest ones. One of their biggest complaints is they say, well, Thor has no personality. Is the thing he's just you know he's a Dudley Do Right of a hero here he's bursting with personality and I feel that that's just Hemsworth being Hemsworth.
1: It it really is just Hemsworth being Hemsworth because he's like that kind of in real life.
0: Yeah, it's like why haven't we seen this guy in more movies? I get the feeling Hemsworth really wants to do more comedy. Is the thing?
1: Oh, he's fantastic at comedy, absolutely fantastic.
0: This is this is them. This is like him announcing to the world where it's like, no guys, seriously, cast me in the next Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> actually shit wasn't he in a wasn't he in a Judd Apatow movie? Or am I I don't know, I know
1: he was in that Vacation film. He was, he where he played a Texan hilariously enough. Yeah, it was really funny in that. And and he was in yeah. that new Ghostbusters and everyone said that he was like the only good thing about that movie. Yeah, he
0: was one of the few good things I heard about it that he's actually quite funny. So yeah, but Bully for Thor, Bully for the Civil War shorts and shit. I guess cuz that DVD's out. I guess Matt and I'll have to do a commentary on that next time things slow down.
1: I guess we will.
0: To which people are now yelling at us, do ultimate cut of BVS, we'll do it, we just need three hours to spare. <laughs> it's a long movie, guys, we could do like two other movies in the
1: time it would take us to do one BVS. Maybe, maybe for like a big episode or something.
0: Well, you know, we're going to be hitting 30 soon, and I was even thinking, should we do something special for 30? What do people want for 30?
1: I do know, maybe, let's do a poll on twitter or something sure. facebook
0: maybe we should do another q and a for 30 is the thing maybe we should take some more q and a requests yeah for 30 i think people would like that celebrate yeah i think they would celebrate 30 episodes and two commentaries of the comic multiverse <laughs> if if i could figure out how to get obs to do the video thing i would like just to uh, record a video of us there people see people see our faces although honestly because we do this so late sunday monday night i'm just like nah, i just want i just want to sit in my robe i don't i don't want to be on (laughs) camera or video i'm I'm good (laughs) also i shaved my big gross long beatnik beard today and i cut the shit out of my face (laughs) because it was so long and unruly and i'm just like how do you shave again ow 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 (laughs) (laughs) also i buy the cheap uh cheap shitty razors too (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, yeah. You know what I need to do? You see, like, uh, what is it there? You know, like those loot boxes that they have and everything. Yeah, there's a type of loot box that you can like order or get affiliated with. Where basically at the end of every month, they send you the means to shave. Like they'll send you like new razors and artisanal shaving creams and everything and aftershave.
1: Yeah, I have seen them. They're kind of weird. They've got, like, a box for everything now. They do. They have, like, shit for your pets. They have, like... They've got sock boxes. Oh, yeah, because I need more. ones for ties and everything, and...
0: Joe, you don't even wear ties. Yeah, but ties. Yeah, box, yeah no. I,
1: I'm just imagining like some guy who needs like a tie every month, like like a bunch of ties every month. Like, I need new ties. Need new ties. What what kind I'll of notice? They'll notice. What kind of weird, interesting
0: life do you have where you need a brand new tie every month? Are you going to court a lot at the end of the month?
1: Yeah. <laughs> who has the money to spend on that many ties a month?
0: Like I assumed you just get one good suit and one good tie, and that's all you ever need. hmm Maybe wash it occasionally or don't. Whatever. It's all good. <laughs> so uh from that to another story from last week that i'm sure matt and i will have very strong opinions on uh doug lyman leaves the gambit movie for justice league dark
1: oh shocker gambit's not getting made oh what a shame that
0: you know how people say like oh it was the little movie that could it was the little project that could gambit is quickly becoming the little project that can't
1: (laughs) yeah yeah first there's like channing tatum apparently leaves and then they postpone the date and then the director leaves and then this new director comes on and then this director leaves mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. i would not be shocked if at you know fox right now they're like is it deadpool related no well fuck it then
1: yeah is it good <laughs> like, make... how can we put deadpool in this film
0: is it gonna make deadpool money well maybe well then screw it then <laughs> Yeah. If it ain't Deadpool, get the fuck out of our offices. Wade runs this place now.
1: Yeah, oh, but what about Wolverine? Fuck him and He's old beard. Yeah, really. He gets
0: one last movie, then he's done. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I mean, Jesus. I mean, what, what, like, what sort of bad place must Gambit have been in that this director says, look, you know what, I'll have better luck over at Warner Brothers with Justice League Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie we all assumed was dead because Del Toro wasn't involved
1: anymore. Yeah, I'm sad that Del Toro's not involved in that. That that would have been an amazing film.
0: Isn't he, like, staying on as, like, producer or something? Like, they're going to put his name on it in some way.
1: Yeah, but he p- probably won't do anything. No, He's he busy don't. making, you know... Pacific Rim 2 and The Strain and whatever else he's involved oh, yeah, in. he does do The Strain. I should watch that yeah. at some point. Is it any good? That's a good show. It's a good show. It just started season three. Oh, awesome. That would be a
0: good time to pick up on that. uh I mean, yeah, Justice League Dark, it's funny. It's like something breathed new life into this project because it's like, yeah, we're going to do the animated one and now we got this live action one coming. Are we going to bring the comic back? Maybe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it sucks because they can't do the first villain, with Justice League Dark, first because they've already done it in Suicide Squad.
0: Oh, did they really? Was Incubus the villain in that?
1: Enchantress.
0: Oh, Enchantress was the villain in the first for Justice League Dark.
1: That, that's what. That's why, like, it doesn't make any sense for for her to be the villain in that when they've got a Justice League Dark movie coming out.
0: I'm a uh, I'm doing a lot of Suicide Squad research currently for a new project that's coming out. People can probably guess what it is. But in the very first appearance of the Suicide Squad in Legends, they fought a giant fire demon named Brimstone. And I'm almost certain during early development of that Suicide Squad script, it was supposed to be Brimstone that they fought. You reckon? Because he was a big, dumb, like, you know, voiceless monster that broke stuff and they all have to fight. I'm sure at some point in development, they're like, okay, keep the big monster thing. But you gotta have a villain that talks and you gotta tie it into a member of the team somehow. And they're like, well, there's this other character from the Nightshade saga story named Incubus, but he's just a dude with a stupid bowl cut who dresses like Friar Tuck. Well, okay, use his name then. <laughs> and put him on the <laughs> yeah, big dumbfire. Use
1: team. his name and put a CGI face on the destroyer from Thor's body. God damn, that thing was ugly.
0: hmm. They don't even say Incubus in the movie either. Like, you have to, like, read between the lines on
1: that one. Yeah, he's just like nameless villain number two. Big muscly
0: effect man. Big Scorpion King.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, don't talk about Scorpion King. Yeah, I know, right?
0: To think The Rock would become one of the biggest stars in the world.
1: I know. He's a good good star as well. Good actor.
0: Like, I was looking at his career trajectory the other day because I think, oh, yeah, someone had sent me some wrestling-related stuff, like some of his old matches and everything, and I'm like, what a weird career path this dude Mm. had from being the most electrifying man in sports entertainment to being, like, a novelty as an actor. Like, he'd show up and get shorty, and he'd have roles here and there, and you'd be like, Yeah, he's not bad. To then, like, starring in the sequels to stuff, like, you know, Journey to the Center of the Earth and making it much better and getting rave reviews. And then yep. getting involved in Fast and the Furious and helping jettison that to being, like, the biggest thing ever to now actually kind of being an actor of note. To being like, ooh, what's he going to be in next? Oh, well,
1: I guess I'll watch that then. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's it's so strange.
0: He is a one in, once-in-a-lifetime performer. He really is, and prove positive. That you can get a lot of places in life if you are built like an Olympian god and have enough charisma to spare her.
1: Yeah, oh yeah he, he's just soaked in charisma
0: he really is and also being vaguely ethnic too where it's like is he white is he black is he Samoan we don't know He's a yeah, bunch he of covers things.
1: all the bases
0: he's everything he covers all of our bases and dynamics he does it all <laughs> you could just put it he's like a white blood cell of movies you just put him in stuff and he becomes that thing <laughs> he's a godsend to Hollywood We love you, Rock. We're saying come on the show, is what we're trying to say. Or Dwayne. Or Dwayne. You prefer Dwayne. We'll call you Dwayne. It's all good. (laughs) And you don't hear anything bad about him either. Like, he doesn't get in trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't hear any, like, scandals or anything. And if anything, you hear him about helping people, you know, and stuff like that.
0: And, like, usually big muscle guys like that, you figure, it's like, oh, well, he had roid rage one time and he beat up a hotel concierge or he threw a <laughs> mattress out a window one time because they yeah, were on Gatorade.
1: He, or he, like, was it involved in a high-speed pursuit or something. Uh-huh. Or?
0: He's He's been very clean over all these years, which I'm sure makes him even more marketable and cool. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's that, that, that's the strange saga of Gambit and Justice League.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited for Justice League Dark because I I was probably one of the only people to ever read the whole Justice League Dark run during the New Fifty Two. and fan.
0: you were a booster.
1: It it was really cool. I'm intrigued to what they're going to do with it, and but if the mov- the animated movie is any um, indication, Batman's probably going to be on the team, <laughs> and it, it's see, they're somehow going to tie because you know that they'll get stuck on that word dark. Yeah. And like, oh, Batman's dark. We'll we'll put him in the team because he's dark and he kills people. Now he does.
0: (laughs) As as I kept saying, if they're smart, have him be in the movie, the animated one or the live action one for that matter, but constantly make jokes about him being useless and out of his depth.
1: No, well, what they should do is they should have him in the movie, but go up against something that is way out of his league. And he has to admit that it's way out of his league mm-hmm. and call in these people who deal with magical stuff. So like John Constantine's the mm-hmm. Tana swamp thing.
0: Isn't it, isn't it weird that they're probably going to have to recast John Constantine again? I hope not that just, Give Matt Ryan a chance. He needs it, man. It's it's. He's great at it. Just let him do You let him be it in the animated thing. Just let him be in the movie. <laughs> Look, it's not even like a Grant Gustin situation where he's going to keep doing the show. You're not going to keep doing a Constantine show, so just let Matt Ryan be in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or if, though if you do that, then you get the people who can't understand that it's like... A different universe. Yeah. So they go, well, it's connected now because he was in the TV show that was in Arrow, and <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought you were saying you're
0: going to get guys like Stephen Amell being like, so I get to be on the Justice League
1: now, right? And they're like, ooh, ah, you know, ah, yeah. I, you know, uh, he actually said something that I really respect uh, from him the other day, where someone was talking to him. He, he obviously gets loads of questions about him being the Green Arrow in the movies, of course, and he said, he said, you know, this. The role isn't his because he isn't the only one who's played it. People have played it before him, and people will play it after him. And this is his thing here—the TV thing—and mm-hmm. there will be someone else for the movies that will do their thing. Wow, that's really profound. Good on you, Stephen Amell. Yeah, I, I might not
0: like your show, but by all account, you're a pretty nice guy.
1: <laughs> and he and he's—you know—he's got TV. Uh, he's got movies down pat because he's in those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. That's true. He's going
0: to get a paycheck off that for a bit. But uh, moving on from that, you'll remember, Matt, a little while ago it was announced that uh, Riri Williams, her superhero name when she finally takes the mantle is going to be called Ironheart, right? We talked about this? Yep. Well, guess what Bendis and apparently Marvel didn't know? Ironheart is also the name of a Japanese Iron Man porn parody. That's awesome. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my God, this is great. And I'm sure they're like, you know, just can you change it? Not now. They're already at the printers. I already have them written. I can't change it now.
1: This That's may- all right. I'll bring back Reed Richards, and we will go back in time and change it. And <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this is this is really going to hurt the searchability for our new G-rated character. Every time they search Ironheart, they'll get a Iron Man porn parry. <laughs> Bendis is just sitting there like well the kids are going to have to learn about Japanese porn parodies sometime (laughs) best they learn it from me now than from their parents when they're old enough
1: (laughs) yeah or from that 4chan thread
0: (laughs) yeah really okay kids sit around Uncle Brian's going to tell you all about Ironheart (laughs) <laughs> Everyone sit around, we're going to watch the movie, and at the end you can ask questions. <laughs> that needs to be it. They need to sell copies of that movie with every issue of, like, Riri Williams' Iron Man. <laughs> that's watch they, the movie. <laughs> just lean right into it is what they need to do. <laughs> just straight up make fun of it. That's what I would do. The irony is I have, of course, researched this movie because that's what I do, because, you know, I care about this show and my viewers and i want them to be educated uh it's not a bad costume actually the Ironheart porn parody costume
1: <laughs> well, that, well, that's the thing like mo- most of those uh parodies actually have better costumes than the movies and we
0: talked about this before axel braun's yeah. uh fantastic four his quicksilver is actually comic accurate
1: yeah like, like all his movies Like i've seen Pictures posted on Twitter and Facebook and all sorts of places where you just like his Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like the the comic. Yeah, his Superman looks great. His Batman looks great. Yep, it's true. It's it's weird that the porn guy gets it better. What's up with that? I just think he's a, he's he's an actual comic fan as well because I remember reading something about like him actually liking. The comics and actually looking at the comics when he was making costumes for it.
0: Truth is, I'm a big nerd. (laughs) Uh,
1: Apparently, they did like a Suicide Squad
0: parody too, like just recently.
1: Oh, really? Is it like really trashy and?
0: Oh well, of course. It's like all juggalos and everything. Uh, The irony, the irony is, is that they didn't change the costumes that much. Is the funny thing, like you know, Catan is in it, Harley Quinn is in it. You got Deadshot wearing basically his costume from the movie. Captain Boomerang wearing basically the costume from the movie. But he subbed out uh, Killer Croc and put in Killer or uh, what is it? Yeah, Killer Croc and put in Killer Frost in her place because well, we need more women
1: in this movie or else it's gonna be and really it'd, weird. It'd be kind of weird seeing some big scabby dude get hit yeah. on someone.
0: <laughs> Th- that being said, Killer Frost costume in the movie I'm looking at it right now is like 100 the costume from Assault on Arkham.
1: Oh, so it's like that frilly sort of yes. thing? Yeah. She's,
0: she's even got a glowing chess piece. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's even got a glowing chess piece on it and everything. His Joker also looks better, too, because it's got a different shade of green. <laughs> like an actual proper shade of green, not like a dirty shade of green. I don't know if Waller's in the movie, though. <laughs> Who who would you cast for Waller? That would be interesting. Being like, ooh, "Ooh, we get to we get to cast differently on this one." Oh, no, wait. It does look like Waller's in the movie, but they use skinny. Oh, wow. Waller. They use skinny Waller. Aw, come on, man. <laughs> look, I know you made of owed some you, did, you made Joe disappointed. Yeah, come on, man. You could have done something different here. Like, look, I have the name of several actresses who could fill this role. Next time, call me and I'll tell you. <laughs> look, I know you have my information, Axel. I keep sending you letters. <laughs> <laughs> and your security keeps throwing me out. <laughs> I just want to take part, man. I just—I have ideas. I just have ideas. <laughs> I'm on his YouTube page right now as we talk. He has quite a few followers on YouTube, actually. He has a YouTube page? Yes, where he uploads the trailers for his movies.
1: Oh, I suppose the trailers are kind of, like, PG-rated. Yes,
0: they're they're completely clean trailers, but it's also kind of like him showing off and being like, but look how good my costumes look, though,
1: Eh? <laughs> yeah it, it's really weird how and he's a, he does it on like like one fifth of oh the budget God. shoestring budgets our our
0: podcast probably has more money put into it <laughs> hey you know if we're getting felipe smith as a guest let's put axel braun down as a guest too for later <laughs> Shit, maybe he's a fan. If he's as big a fan of comics as we think he is, maybe he likes this, too. (laughs) Look, Axel, if you're listening, have your people call my people, and by my people, I mean me. Have them call me. (laughs) And I'll talk to them about getting on here. But uh, from Japanese porn parodies to new Marvel projects, uh, there was a con, I think it was
1: Baltimore Comic Con this week, uh, I think so, yeah. Dragon Con or something? Yo, oh yeah,
0: there was Dragon Con. there's was, there was a bunch of cons on this week. Fan Expo was this week. At One of them, I think it was Baltimore. I could be wrong. Marvel was there and they showed off some new titles. There's going to be Resurrection, which uh, had both the symbols of the Inhumans and the X-Men involved in them. This is coming after X-Men versus Inhumans which is itself after Death of X. So are they going to kill some people off in Death of X and then bring them back in resurrection? Maybe.
1: I'm going to have to read all all those stories so I keep up with what's going on in in, in Inhumans. I'm going to catch up on Inhumans. I've only read the Uncanny Inhumans because that's like the main book. That's the only Um, one now. All new
0: Inhumans got canceled. Oh,
1: really? Oh, yeah, it's been canceled for
0: a bit now. Oh, wow, I did not know that. They had hilariously bad timing, too. They had a crossover with the Thunderbolts. For a minute, they show up and fight them, and the book was already cancelled by the time that happened. Oh, wow. (laughs) And actually, when we talked about what we read this week, the Thunderbolts had a crossover with the Squadron Supreme and Nighthawk, and Nighthawk got cancelled this week. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, the Thunderbolts Aww. is a freaking kiss of death. Stop crossing over with them.
1: Nighthawk, I can't, Nighthawk was good. I, I, I stopped reviewing it because they got so many comics, but it, I, I kept reading it, and it was a really great run. I,
0: I heard it's great. I want to check it out now that I know it's over, because it's David Walker, the guy who's writing my current fan favorite at Marvel, Power Man and Iron Fist
1: it's it's a it's a different ball game than that it's really violent
0: (laughs) it's his take on batman because that's what nighthawk is is he's like a marvel old world batman yep i saw a lot of love with it in my comment section when i told people yeah i'm not reading squadron supreme and they're like oh you should read it it's great joel you would like it and they listed all the reasons that were great about it i'm like jesus christ i didn't know my fans loved squadron supreme so much
1: it, it is great. I've been reading. I'm behind by two issues, and that, that the reviews are there are coming out. But it's—it's it's amazing. That's book. A,
0: thats James Robinson, right? That's a writer we yep. like. Oh, holy yep. shit! Well, I like me some James Robinson. If anyone could get me into it, it could be him. Mm-hmm. You, you know who's someone who's going to have a hard time getting people into stuff, though? Cullen Bunn. I'm sure you saw the, uh, like the little teaser images they had before the con. It was, you know, Cullen Bunn brings you MU. And everyone jumped to the conclusion because Cullen Bunn is writing Uncanny X-Men right now. They're like, oh, is that Mutant Universe? Is this the book that's finally going to shoot the X-Men off into space like we always joked about? (laughs) No, actually. MU means something completely different. Did, Did you hear about this, Matt? Did you know what MU stands for?
1: I do, and it's got me kind of excited.
0: Monsters Unleashed.
1: Yeah, they're bringing back all their monster books.
0: Again, to where it's like, but you had this in, like, the Monsters of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then you had it before in more monster books. It seems like you keep trying to relaunch the Marvel Monsters every couple of years, and it never takes.
1: I'm hoping this time it takes, because Cullen Bunn is a good writer. He is. And um, the books they've announced, they've announced they are a Man-Thing book. Interesting. Um, What were the other ones Werewolf they announced? By Night, um, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I think I remember seeing that. Yep, um, but but there's also there, there's different. There are different writers for each book, or is it just Colin Bunn for all of them?
0: Well, I, I by so far it looked like it was just Colin Bunn. I think he's the only name they've announced so far, but I could be wrong because this is a developing story.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they're gonna. I hope they they bring back the the horror aspect of the mm. Marvel universe. Maybe Blade gonna, can finally good. show up. Yeah, yeah, Lady Blade. <laughs>
0: was was Morbius one of those books? Because I know Morbius had a book, Jesus Christ, four or five years ago now when you and I first started reviewing comics. I was saddled with the Morbius book. I remember that. I tell people about that Morbius book like other comic YouTubers who I work with and they're like, fuck off, Joel. There was not a Morbius book four or
1: five years ago. And I'm like,
0: it was. It was real. It lasted six issues. Look at it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it, was, it was real. And I, I actually remember that book he moved to
0: Brownsville, he ripped off Spawn, it was terrible. And they're like no one would make that. That's a terrible idea. I'm like no, remember they had a whole backup issue in Spider-Man where they like hyped it up that he was going to have a solo series and they're like that's not real, but it was real.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the the book the book is actually called Monsters Unleashed. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it will be written all by Colin Bunn, but it will be, have artists like Salvatore La Roca, mm-hmm. uh, Leno Yu, Steve McNiven, Greg Land, and Adam Cubitt.
0: Right. Uh, famous porn tracer Greg Land will have a piece of this. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great story. For those of you who haven't heard it there, there is much evidence out there that uh, Greg Land just traces some cheesy pin-up covers, and that's what he uses for his art.
1: Yep. That's why uh, his in book-
0: women are always ooh and ah
1: Yep, and the, the book is apparently going to feature Man-Thing, Frankenstein's monsters, mm-hmm. among others.
0: Right. Maybe they'll bring back Franken-Castle.
1: They're <laughs> not going oh. to bring back
0: franken <laughs> Oh, you never know. That'd yeah, be fun. Frank just dies, being like, oh, God damn it, I'm a Frankenstein again. <laughs> not again. Why does this bullshit keep happening to me? What did
1: I do yeah, to why, deserve why it? could I be Captain America again? Yeah,
0: really, of all the things I've been... <laughs> I was an angel one time. I was an angel, but I've never been the spirit of vengeance. Yeah, which doesn't really make much sense. How come no one's never written that story where Punisher becomes the spirit of vengeance? He loves killing people. He loves
1: revenge. out Save it, save it. We'll pitch it when Felipe Smith comes on the yeah, show. Yeah, okay. Hey,
0: you know, hey, Felipe. Look, I know we know you got your ear to the ground right now with uh, with Ghost Rider. We know you've kicked around this idea that there can be multiple Ghost Riders and multiple spirits of vengeance. So Robbie meets the Punisher, right? But the spirit yeah, I, I, jumps and over. the spirit
1: jumps over to him.
0: And... Oh, dude! I guess Punisher Ghost Rider, his ride would be the Battle Van, right? Because that's the Punisher vehicle. <laughs> so the Battle Van would get on fire and be all battling. It would be like instead of shooting guns, it would have like three Cerberus heads that shoot fire off it. Uh,
1: oh man, you could do such a good story with that where he's gotta like resist using the pennant stare all the time or something mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be so good. There's a lot of fuzz.
0: Isn't there a story with Punisher or with a, yeah, with Punisher and Ghost Rider where Ghost Rider tries to use the penitent stare on Punisher and Punisher's like, No fuck you, I don't feel bad about any of this.
1: I think so. It
0: sounds familiar. You can stare all you want, ghosty, but it ain't doing nothing to me. <laughs> In case you didn't notice, I'm freaking insane. <laughs> also, geez, too, Matt, I guess you and I should watch uh, the F-bombs, too, if uh, YouTube's new draconian jackbooted uh, things go into effect the way people everyone thinks they are.
1: Uh, people blow are blowing that out of proportion. I'm sure I think. they
0: are, and even if they weren't, I'm sure people would get so pissed. YouTube would reverse it anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, as like people like Total Biscuit have said, this has been implemented since June of last year. Oh wow! So it's not something that's new. It's only new because some like podcasters recently are getting it hit by done. It. So they're like, oh, it's just new, but it's really been around for ages, and it's only been really people who have been talking about politics and stuff like to do with uh the uh american election Hmm. and uh you know gender equality stuff and and Um, but we we don't talk about any of that stuff i mean i'll make too highbrow for us i mean
0: i'll make fun of trump as much as i want but you know but yes i get where matt is coming from and i think like the people too they weren't like hitting them at random too they were hitting people who were genuinely trying to
1: incite like you know hate mobs and everything yeah, and people are pa- taking it, like, way out of proportion of and course. panicking too much.
0: Which, I mean, in fairness, I can understand why people are scared of a slippery slope thing where it's like, oh, sure, they're getting the bad people who deserve it today, but what's stopping YouTube from being like, you know what, let's do it to everyone? That's true. Because That's it true. is YouTube, and there is no end to YouTube stupidity.
1: <laughs> it is true, but remember, but also, they piss off enough people, people will leave and make their own YouTube... That's- it's true. Uh competition with blackjack and hookers. With blackjack and hookers.
0: Tell you what, man, daily motion was always where it was at anyway. <laughs> Find new episodes of the comic multiverse exclusively on Vimeo. <laughs> <laughs> and we're moving our commentaries to Blip. Yeah, Blip is dead, but it's coming back though. Blip two Electric Blippaloo. <laughs> <laughs> God, remember Blip? There's like a whole video service that came and died in our lifetime.
1: I know, it's it's crazy.
0: Bought It was bought by one of the big YouTube companies, wasn't it? And they just gutted it because they're just like, nah, no, nah, we're good.
1: Yeah, they did something to it.
0: I'm not too sure what. I forget who bought them. Some big company bought them and gutted them. And it's just like, well, that's the end of that then. <laughs> I actually think a bunch of the people who were owed money didn't even get paid out near the
1: end. It would not surprise me.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But uh, so, yeah, that's basically the news for this week. And Jesus Christ, Matt, we talked for an hour just on news wow that's how much we had to catch up on and you know what that's fine because fucking no comics came out this week so we can basically just go right on through that and that'll be that then
1: cool if since there's no comics, i'll probably talk about some that came out last week the week before because there were some big ones in there but only a couple
0: oh geez i guess you can if you want it's not like i need to be anywhere or anything but no that's fine you can do that if you want that's
1: all good Yeah, there's only a couple I want to talk about. Yeah,
0: that's that's how small a week it was, I won't waste any extra time there. Uh, One comic I'm dying to talk about, I don't know if you read it, in fact I'm not sure if anyone read this because DC did no work promoting this one even though they really should have, but John Ostrander, famous Suicide Squad writer, came back to write a special one-shot this week called War Crimes
1: no i didn't i don't read any of the suicide squad books
0: here's the thing you don't need to read any of the other ones this is a perfectly standalone one shot you just need to know the basic outline of the team and you can enjoy it cool it's fucking excellent is what this one is like it's really really good ostrander does not skip a beat he uses the current team which is cool to see him put a stamp on the current team like harley quinn and everything Mm -hmm. He also makes it a greatly political story too. you know, a group of, like, morally upstanding mercenaries who are, like, the complete opposite of the Suicide Squad kidnap the American Secretary of State and take him to The Hague to stand trial for war crimes. Huh. And the Suicide Squad have to get him back, and Waller's like, look, this guy's a jerk, he's a waste of skin— But the longer that he's there in The Hague, that could create an international incident and the Pentagon just can't send the army to get him or else they'd be declaring war on their allies. So guess what, squad? You get to go on another suicide mission. (laughs) (laughs) And then freaking Shadow from the Green Arrow book shows up because it turns out this secretary was also working with like a Blackwater-style mercenary company who sends someone else to kill him. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a wonderful book from start to finish. Loved this one to death. If that sounds interesting, please pick this up, because I'm hoping if this book sells a whole bunch, maybe they'll let Ostrander come back and write more special one-shots.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty
0: cool. I love this one. What did you have this week, Matt?
1: Um, This week I had All-New Wolverine Issue 1. That's right next to me right now. I was going to read that when I went to bed. It's fun. It's That's... so much fun. Uh, so... Something happens with Laura, and she ends up swapping bodies with Spider Gwen. Oh shit! Uh, and this Spider Gwen from a different universe. I'm not sure what what's the deal with Spider Gwen. Her,
0: her name is like literally Gwen Poole. or, or
1: no, no, oh, no, sorry, Spider Gwen, no. not Gwen Pool. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that she's just you know she's Gwen Stacy from another world where she got bitten by a spider instead of Peter.
1: Yeah, well, um, th- this one is from the other world, and. Uh, they end up swapping bodies because a villain, uh, who I'm blanking on the name now, uh, was uh, a villain. It's this legacy villain, and her father, her, her uncle, was killed by the original Wolverine, oh. uh, by Logan, and she's sort of taking revenge. And she doesn't realize what's happening in the world with Laura being the new Wolverine because she's been left in a um, uh, a bunker with no internet access or access to the outside world, trying to develop this teleporter thing to stop Wolverine. So she has Mm. no idea what's been going on and kind of uh, surprised about what's actually happening in the world now. And they end up swapping bodies and they have to team up and, you know, revert back to normal bodies. And it's absolutely amazing. It's so funny because obviously Spider-Gwen doesn't know how to use uh, Laura's powers, so she ends up killing herself by by popping her claws in her face. Oops. (laughs) Like she doesn't... uh, doesn't understand the claws and they pop in her face and she kills herself
0: sounds like a winner to me uh what else did i have going on uh oh uh amazing spider-man number 17 this is the whole prologue to that dead no more clone conspiracy thing
1: oh right it's
0: funny this is a whole spider-man book that doesn't focus on spider-man at all it focuses on the prowler of all people Oh, okay. Yeah, he kind of gets, like, his own Ocean's Eleven-style break-in. They explain how his suit works. It actually did a really good job making me excited for the solo Prowler book that's coming after Civil War two. Cool. They also kill Max Dillon and replace him with a new Electro, and they seemingly kill Prowler and replace him with a clone. It's a bunch of clones. It's just clones everywhere. <laughs> I like to, in the comment section, some people got, oh God, I can't believe Slot killed off another famous villain. He's so terrible. Oh God, how could you do that to Electro? And I'm like, I can't believe anyone can actually get upset on Electro's behalf anymore. <laughs> it's like, I dare you to say anything of note Electro did over the last five years. <laughs> if anything, killing him was a mercy at this point. <laughs> And uh, they replaced him with a woman who actually takes up, like, a woman electro costume that basically looks just like his, but it's, like, a crop top instead of a whole bodysuit. Her name <laughs> is Francine Fry. Haha, <laughs> get it? FF, Stanley Stanley alliteration. Uh, and her deal is is that she's, like, a supervillain fangirl. Like, she's, like, a supervillain groupie. Like, she loves the supervillain so much. Right. And now she gets to be one. And I'm like, oh, that's a fun idea.
1: Mm, yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah it's okay it's all right i definitely liked it better than the last issue which again it's funny to say i really liked a spider-man issue that had no spider-man in it <laughs> <laughs> that's a very weird thing to say but it was true this time
1: it is a very weird thing to say it, it um, happened. uh i had earth two society annual issue oh, one yes. this book's been going on for a year already holy shit so it actually
0: earned the annual this time when i got it
1: the only thing to spin out of DCU that was good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um Or at least stick around. I would say there was a
0: couple good DCU books they just ended too quick.
1: As a prez, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so this book focused on uh Dick Grayson, uh the Batman of Earth Two and his relationship with his son, who he just found out is still alive. And um the son he's that he going keeps on
0: the losing track
1: of yeah, but now he's got him and it's implied that he's going to become the robin of this oh. uh, Batman. Uh but what was really cool is this, is he is Dick is trying to figure out like what kind of Batman he's going to be because he's obviously followed on from Bruce who followed through with Thomas and then he's followed on to Thomas and everything and he's talking about how he's like the worst out of them because <laughs> in, in Earth 2 he wasn't like some gymnast or anything oh, he was I just remember. like a normal guy. Yeah, he was just a normal sh- guy. Man. Yeah, and everyone's had this training, including Helena, who's Huntress now, and he's got to find out what what he is good at as Batman, and uh, he develops a new Batman costume, which is a combination of all the other Batman costumes that have been in Earth 2. Looks really sick, looks really cool. I kind
0: of liked the purple
1: thing that he was rocking
0: there for a minute. Well, now it's red. Oh, oh wow, red Batman.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like a combination of Bruce Wayne's Earth 2 Batman and Thomas Wayne's Earth 2 Batman. And he's still oh. got the big coat, and it's got little accents as well of Black Cat in there as well, because oh, nice. Ted, Ted Grant was his teacher.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny. I remember when Earth 2 Society started, and I got a look at that costume, like, is that Black Cat? Are they bringing Black Cat back finally? No, no
1: Black Cat's an old guy in this.
0: <laughs> or Wildcat, I should say, not Black Cat.
1: Oh, yeah, Wildcat, yeah. But Black Cat, cat is
0: the Spider-Man <laughs> villain. There's too many cat villains
1: yeah um heroes yeah so that was really cool and they get they go off and they're gonna go fight ultra humanite who's planning on doing some evil shit i
0: actually got a look at ultra humanite there i'm like man matt wasn't lying he's a big gorilla man he's great
1: yeah, yeah exactly like his old universe counterpart
0: yeah he's a big gorilla man i love me some ultra humanite if i was to build a team i'd put ultra humanite on it because he's a big gorilla every team needs more big gorillas <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of DC and teams, and we were Justice League number Justice League of America number nine came out this week,
1: after a new issue not being out since April. Did you read it? I did read it, and I I, I was talking with Tom about it because I was telling him about it. I'm like, I'm the one who should be most excited about this story. Mm-hmm. It's Superman centric. Yep. It's a Superman villain. It's all about Krypton and everything i couldn't give give two fucks about this book i had to go back
0: and listen to my old reviews and like old podcasts of us talking about it i was all about it too when it started the Mm. the lack of momentum has just murdered this story
1: oh yeah and it's even funny i was like reading it and like oh superman's dead and wonder woman's trying to save him that's cute there's there's, you know he's gotta die in a couple issues just just stop
0: that's that's old 52 superman who died during uh, Super League? Which is even weirder because when you look at the outside of this book, they put the new DC logo on it, even though this was technically <laughs> yep. a DCU book. Yep. <laughs> so the logos—that's how long it took for this newest issue to come out. The logos
1: changed in between, and we never like got real a real reason why. Like really? we know Brian Hitch is writing this new book, but like, like how is this book? still about like what what was the delay? It sure didn't feel like
0: uh what is it? it sure didn't feel like they needed any extra time to fine tune anything. If anything this
1: felt quite sloppy. Oh yeah, and, and the thing is there's one more issue and I that's know. gonna and that is it's gonna it's gonna wrap up everything. They still uh, have to defeat Raoul and his army and yeah.
0: <laughs> Fix because this has now become a time
1: travel story mm-hmm. on top of everything else. Yep, because somehow Green Lanterns in ancient Krypton, and yeah,
0: it, it wasn't <laughs> enough that we got to fight the Kryptonian super god Ra, but we also had to make it a time travel story on top of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt? Um, I had Star Wars issue twenty-two. Oh yes, this is a great, great issue. The rebels steal the Star Destroyer.
0: What's not to love? I'm shit. Rebels is going to be coming back soon, isn't it? Like this month. Yeah, like two weeks. Yeah, the 24th. We got Rebels and we got Luke Cage all in the same month. Ain't that going to be great? Oh yeah. It's going to be a good, good time. Uh, I had Uncanny Avengers this week, number 13. This was the Civil War 2 time. Not a bad Civil War 2 time, but it's very weird who they choose to focus on. Guess who they choose to focus on? Who? Deadpool. Really? Yes, even though Deadpool had his own civil war 2 tie and he gets another one here this one is better than the main deadpool book and i'll tell you why Why? because it's deadpool essentially ripping on all of civil war (laughs) 2. it's deadpool in the background of hulk getting shot by clint barton and he's just making jokes and being like ah this is stupid this is silly And he's making jokes and no one is looking at him because obviously no one looked at him in the main book. And he's saying like, geez guys, why do you keep ignoring me? It's like I'm not even here or something. (laughs) And then the rest of the comic deals with him trying to break Clint out of jail. Because obviously him and Hawkeye had become friends during the Deadpool-Hawkeye miniseries. (laughs) And there's a whole really touching scene where Deadpool comes to break him out of jail. And they have a conversation about what it means to be a killer... And he's like, you know, I have a newfound respect for you, Wade, now that I know what weight is put on you taking a life. And it's really well done, and Deadpool says, look, I got you a new identity, fake papers, money, you can leave. But Clint is like, no, I want to stay here and face justice, that's the right thing to do. And he does. (laughs) It's actually really well handled, and I'm like, this is so good, and so well handled, why the fuck was this not in the main book? (laughs)
1: Because like, it who, was good and well handled. Yeah, like
0: this is the sort of stuff that would make an event worthwhile, and it's not in the main book. Oh, uh, that sucks. But hats off to you, Jerry Duggan. Like, if you actually want a good tie in,
1: read that. Cool, that's pretty cool. Um, I had Uncanny and Humans Annual, right. issue one. I need to get uh, this to it. This wasn't a Civil War tie in, um, it focused on Grid, uh, who else? grid uh, Crystal. And a bunch of other, like, new Inhumans that have sort of made up a team. And they head to India, where Grid's from. And they head there because they were fighting a villain nearby. And they had to tow a boat back to uh, Mumbai. They're so Grid, Grid Renan uh, visited his parents and everything. And they come in contact with an Indian Inhuman named... Uh, what was his name? He's named after a tree. Um, Bamboo. A B- banyan, banyan. Oh, a banyan uh, tree. He's ba- he, yeah, he's basically Groot. <laughs> oh, holy crap. Uh, he's just, um, and he was a movie star, and he got, because of because he turned into a tree, which is ba- is basically like uh, a big Hulk-like character. He couldn't be
0: a star no more because he was a tree. Yeah,
1: he couldn't be a star no more, and he also got hired by some uh, Indian gangsters to be sort of their strongman. Uh, and he eventually broke away from that, and they they make it, they chisel away his his body to make it look like his old movie star self. So it's like this this big tree with like with like quaffed hair, and <laughs> it looks it looks really cool. But turns out he's the villain, oh, and nice. he he tricks Grid into a Faraday cage and uses it to depower Mumbai, and he's going to like basically run the town now because he's got control of the power and everything uh and they end up defeating him and uh setting him on fire (laughs) because
0: how else would you beat a tree guy
1: yeah no but they actually set him on fire because he's varnished oh he has got varnish on him and it's flammable. so
0: vain of course he would varnish himself yep (laughs) that's smart that's clever i like that
1: Um, but he ends up coming back at the end so he's kind of like he can like regrow himself and everything clever and um it was really interesting a really good break from like what's been going on in in humans with them sort of taking down stark and everything and yeah it was just just a couple of guys in over in another country and something we don't really see that often
0: yeah i guess uh i had one more civil war 2 tie in this week and this one i can say beyond a shadow of a, a doubt is the best one, the most must-read of any of the Civil War books that aren't like those special one-shots, The Fallen and The Accused, and that is *Miss Marvel number 10. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you haven't been keeping up with the Miss Marvels, have you, Matt, so you don't know what's going on? No, no. I'll set the stage for you just so you can appreciate it. Basically, Carol Danvers, she's right into the future crime now. She's right into using Ulysses. But she's not quite sure about the legality of the whole thing. So she basically says, hey, Kamala, take a bunch of my Alpha Flight recruits, go down to Earth and just test these theories for me. Test the legality of it, why don't you? (laughs) And Kamala's like, well, that's a lot of pressure to put on me a teenager, Carol. And she's like, oh, I know you can do it, Miss Marvel. I believe in you. And it all all goes horribly fucking wrong incredibly quickly. Uh, They end up arresting one of Kamala's friends because they think he's going to burn down the school. Turns out he was just trying to pull off a little prank that would have led to the school burning down, but he didn't know that, showing yet another huge problem with the whole pre-crime thing. They not only arrest him, but the Alpha Flight Cadets build a black site prison in Jersey City to keep people who they think might commit crimes. (laughs) So, officially, Captain Marvel has crossed that line and is now every bit as bad as Iron Man was from original Civil War, because now she has secret off-the-book's prisons. (laughs) But the kicker is uh, Kamala's friend, her on-again, off-again love interest, Bruno, tries to break all the people out, but he ends up tripping like an electric alarm, blowing himself up, and putting himself into a coma. (laughs) And he's burned over half of his body, and his left side is now paralyzed, so he may never be an inventor ever again, which is what he wanted to do. And this leads Kamala to get super angry and get into a huge fight with the cadets, and more or less consider turning her back on Carol, her mentor, and everything. And you know it's all going to end super horrible. It's amazing for a book that's always been so positive and so upbeat like Miss Marvel to see it take such a dark turn. (laughs) It's really well handled. It's really well done. If you if you read no other Civil War 2 tie-in, you should read this one because this actually does feel like it's important. And by the end, Miss Marvel will probably break ties with Captain Marvel when her and all the other heroes go off and form the uh, champions.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: If there's one storyline that's actually been handled well in Civil War 2, it's this idea that the young heroes in Young Avengers are getting really pissed off at their older counterparts for the constant fighting.
1: Yeah, they've been doing that a lot in the main book as well. Where mm-hmm. where we see like Spider-Man and Nova mm-hmm. and everything sort of like talking about like hey, they just killed Bruce Banner. What the fuck's going this on? This is
0: this is wrong. I we didn't sign up for this. Yeah. We we wanted colorful costumes and clubhouses. We didn't want this. <laughs> well, that was another thing even from Spider-Man number 7 this week, you know, he's like sh- Miles is having a conversation with Bombshell who yes also survived the Ultimate Universe's destruction. Because you yep. actually see her in costume this issue. And he's like, well, you know, I mean, like, I believe what Tony Stark is saying and everything. And he's my friend and he's my mentor, but I don't want to get go against anyone else in the superhero community. What should I do, Bombshell? And Bombshell more or less tells him, look, man, if you choose not to choose, you've still made a choice. So why don't you do that? <laughs> why don't you be a conscientious objector in this fight? Yeah. And I thought that was really well handled, too. And I'm like, okay, if nothing else... They're selling these, you know, younger heroes breaking away from the older heroes. Yeah. Which is nice. And that was, that was everything I read this week.
1: Cool. Uh, I read Blue Beetle Rebirth, issue one. Oh, last week. Yeah, we
0: never got to talk about this. I was bored by this issue, and I hated to admit that.
1: I, I liked it. Yeah, good action and everything. It's but like, I, I haven't read Blue Beetle in a long time. Like, the last time I read Blue Beetle, Ted Cord was Blue Beetle. Yeah.
0: Last time I read was the Geffen, the original Geffen run from back in the day. This, I think it really says something because I was a big fan of Jaime. I said, you know, Jaime could have been the next big thing. He could have been DC's Spider-Man. And in fact, when you look at the success of characters like Sam Alexander and Miles and Kamala, you can see, wow, Blue Beetle was really early, wasn't he? He was too early for his own good if he had come out now. Yeah. He'd have totally cleaned up. I think it's unfortunate that the first time we see Jaime in his own book after so long, he's basically saying, Ugh, I don't want to be Blue Beetle anymore. This is stupid. Get the scarab off me.
1: Yeah. I and it's like kind of really, telling.
0: It's like, really, dude? We've wanted nothing more than to see you as Blue Beetle. And now the first time I pick up your book and you don't want to be Blue Beetle anymore. <laughs> so lame but he has a good back and forth with ted i like that he's becoming the mentor now which is something they always toyed around with but never actually did yep i like that he's being the mentor and the fact that they've made it magic now it's not science fiction anymore blue beetle is magical now
1: yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see how they pull that off mm-hmm. even uh, even his
0: arch nemesis there the lady uh, who was in the other runs was always just a regular normal crime boss. Now she's like, ha ha ha, I was actually magical all along, you just didn't know.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know who that was, whether it was like a new villain or like an original one or that's, someone from the past or something. Yeah, that's that's the lady. That's basically uh
0: yeah, Jaime's arch nemesis. That's that's the kingpin of El Paso, Texas. <laughs>
1: is what it oh, is Oh, what, what a king ping to be of
0: yeah i know right of texas yeah i'm sure we have some texas fans We're like hey what do you got against el paso man we got good tex-mex out here jerks <laughs> i'm sure you have wonderful texmas i i would love to visit your city in fact i would actually really like to go to austin at some point austin texas because that's like the tech center of texas and i hear they have amazing barbecue yep one of these one of these days isn't like PAX in Texas one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, South by
0: Southwest or something. Yes, that's the one too. Yeah, South by Southwest, the uh, the film festival. Yeah, but Numathon—that's another thing. That's the Ain't It Cool News guys' things. That's what they do. Fantastic cool. Fest—that's another one out Texas way. Cool. Fantastic Fest used to be like for indie movies and genre movies. Now it's like anything we think to be fantastic gets to play at Fantastic Fest. <laughs> Way to be broad, dudes. Way to be broad. Yeah. Uh, Was there anything else to talk about? We've been talking about for an hour 30 now. I know I'm out of books. You got anything else you really want to do?
1: No, I'm I'm pretty much out of books as well.
0: Okay. Uh, Anything you want to pimp out then before we uh, wind down the show like we always do?
1: i got my Superman and media coming this week with Tom. Really great thing. And um, also go watch his new Tom talks because I'm on that as well. We riffed an episode of Lois and Clark. Oh,
0: that must have been fun. I know he's wanted to do that forever and ever.
1: It was it was about Nazis
0: sweet. Hey, you know what a bunch of people in our last commentary pitched that they really wanted us to do All-Star Superman. We should try and uh, tap Tom for that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I know he he really liked it, and he he loves the comic as well, I'm sure like we all do, so yeah yeah, oh yeah
0: it's definitely one we've read about. yeah, but put that one down on the docket. Let's get Tom for that one because I know because he's on a different time zone, so it wouldn't be crazy if we did it at our normal time to grab him for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if we were able to work it out, we we could definitely do it.
0: Yeah. Speaking of guys from the old outfit, when I was streaming Legend of Korra the other night, there Sean showed up, and I talked to him for a little bit in the stream when I was playing that. Awesome. Yeah, he came out for that. Maybe, maybe if we ever do uh, do any more black exploitation movies, we'll grab him for one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Tell you what, if they if they ever make a uh, blade related anything, we'll be sure to grab him for it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, everyone, I guess that will do it for the show this week. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, do all that social media stuff. Follow Matt and myself on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to Matt over on Fortress of Solitude if you haven't. Uh, I want to thank all the patrons, as I did at the beginning of the show, for making this show possible. And if you are a patron, it means you got to listen to this show early. You got to listen to it tonight. Uh, which is Sunday as we record this. Uh, if you are going to be in the New York area from October 6th to the 9th, be sure to come by the Javits Center and check me out. I will be on a panel over there, so be sure to check that out. we got to fill a 400-person room, so I'm going to start pimping that out now. <laughs> also, <if laughs> That's you awesome. Also, if you're feeling super generous, and I know some people have, I have set up a New York fund fundraising tip jar. It's on the front page of my channel, it's on my Twitter, it's on the Facebook, it's all over the place. I, my trip is more or less paid for in terms of hotel and bus. Yeah, I'm going to be bussing. I'm not going to be flying. I'm going to do, like, a 15-hour bus ride. Because it's like, oh, nice. It's, it's like 50 bucks versus, like, 200 bucks to fly. Yeah, it's just cheaper. <laughs> it's just cheaper, man. It's, i got to pinch every penny. New York is expensive, Matt. I didn't know this. <laughs> New York is really freaking expensive. So, yeah, I mean, my accommodations are more or less taken care of, but I have, you know, set up a fundraiser for, you know, food while I'm there.
1: That would Oh, because nice. that, that, that's something you kind of need you
0: know i mean you know i'm gonna be there for at least three days i don't want to be like you know sucking moisture out of public water fountains and everything where it's like look you can survive the th- three days without food like three weeks with water so at least if i drink i'll be okay i'll be irritable but i'll be fine <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that i would love to if there's time to do the tourist thing, I'd love to go to Coney Island because you know I'm a big fan of the Warriors movies. I'm a big fan of Nathan's Hot Dogs. I would love to, because I'm going to be there on a Saturday. Uh, Saturday Night Live comes back October 1st. I would love Ooh. to be able to get tickets to that. Apparently, they give them away if you can show up to Rockefeller Center early enough.
1: Oh yeah, but I'm, can you imagine the lines?
0: Especially so early in the season, like I imagine they peter out. Some people plan their entire trip to New York around getting Saturday Night Live tickets. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, they do. Well, because here's the thing: early on, they actually lottery them off. Like if you give your name and email address and everything, they'll put you in a lottery, and sometimes you can win tickets for the for the newest season. Oh, okay. Also, because they're like, a, you know, they're like a live stage show when you get tickets sometimes the tickets you get are for the dress rehearsal at 5 30 not the live tv taping at uh 11 30. oh wow yeah that would be weird going to a dress rehearsal of saturday night live because you know they're not going to be nearly as polished and some of the sketches in that dress rehearsal are going to get cut and not make it to television yeah also the bands might just fuck up too
1: yeah and it also depends like who's hosting and everything exactly you'll you would never know
0: that because it would be like hey you know freaking here's a person from a show you don't watch hosting although honestly i like those ones because sometimes i'll be like you know i never knew this person until i saw them on snl mm-hmm. and they seem funny i will continue to follow them
1: yeah yeah usually it's pretty good i i definitely would if i went to new york go check out midtown comics
0: oh god yes okay putting that one on the list everybody <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pick you up something nice from Midtown Comics there, Matt. But yeah, definitely check that out. Jersey is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. And I know people from Jersey. I should uh, check out Kevin Smith's
1: comic book shop out there. You could go experience a stabbing.
0: Yeah, yeah, in Jersey. Oh, God, the people—the people the people I'm going to New York with are like, Now, Joel, this isn't Canada you're in, so don't go walking around at night. This is the real
1: world. Yeah, this
0: is the real world, or you're gonna get stabbed. Also, remember, Joel, everyone has guns here.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Look, in Canada, if you mouth off, the worst thing that happens is you might get a beer bottle upside the head. (laughs) Not here, though. (laughs) So watch out. So, uh, yeah, everyone, enjoy the show while you can, because I might be dead in October. (laughs) In which case, I will bequeath the show to Matt, and he will keep on my legacy. (laughs) It's fine. We've done like thirty episodes of this. You can just take old audio files of me and make it seem like I never left. <laughs> hey Joel, what'd you think of that? I agree. Ha ha <laughs> Oh crap. Oh no, son. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> See, you could just build a whole show around that. Yeah. Yep. You just build a whole show around it. It's perfect. So with that very long and exasperated note, I will bring the show to a close. Thank you all for listening. See ya. See you next week.